And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a terrific week, or had a terrific weekend, rather. Um, I'm recording this on Friday night, actually. I had to pre-record today's episode. As you're listening to this, I'm actually in Los Angeles, California, at a film festival with my wife. Um, So I had to scramble and pre-record an episode uh, over the weekend. Um, I was joined by my good friend, J.J. Leahy. It's been a while since J.J.'s been on the show. Um, We we break down the state of the, the Democratic race. We, we talk some football. We talk about, about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I think you guys really enjoy it. Uh, before I get to JJ, guys, I need to say hi to our friends over at Man Beard Company. Gentlemen, I was I was joined by one of my fellow bearded warriors, uh, JJ Leahy, on the show today. <laughs> um, and look, man, look, I, I have a I have an extremely attractive wife. JJ has an extremely attractive uh, fiance. Uh, he'll be marrying this summer and uh look if you if you don't gentlemen out there if, if you don't have a pretty girl at your side it's probably because you don't have a beard grow a beard uh it, it, it really is that simple and maybe your beard looks terrible it's probably because you're not using man beard company beard oils they are literally the best in the business man beard company beard oils have the appropriate amount of fatty acids vitamin e and vitamin a to keep your beard in great shape it smells great it makes your beard Look great. You'll literally notice the difference after a few days. Uh, It really is great. It's not greasy. It's not oily. It is just top-notch premium stuff. You need to check them out. Uh, Get your order of Man Beard Company Beard Oils at manbeardco.com. That is manbeardco.com. Use the promo code NOGIMMICKS. That is the promo code NOGIMMICKS, one word, uh, to get a great deal on your order of Man Beard Company Beard Oils. Punch the bear. Tame the beard. Man Beard Company. Check them out immediately. And if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify if you're on iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right. Without further ado, here's my chat with J.J. Leahy. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my friend J.J. Leahy. J.J., my brother, how you doing? Brady, thanks for having me on the show. It has been a while. It's been a minute, as the uh, yeah. as some people say. <laughs> it has been a minute. So, dude, look, uh, we're going to start off the show today by apologizing to the audience for the predictions that we made. I, I, you haven't been on the show in six months. It's been a long time. Um, yep. But uh, I think the last show you did, we, we made our, our predictions for the, the, the Dem race for the nomination. Um, yeah, and I and I, I, I said pretty, Biden. Pretty I said sure. Biden was going to waltz to the to the nomination, and you said Elizabeth Warren was going to pull the upset. Now listen, boy, oh boy, we listen. look really dumb right now. Listen, to our credit, we both said that the other guy was a complete moron, but uh, so we were right about that. <laughs> right? No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent correct. And look, like we did have legitimate reasons to believe that at the time, <laughs> um, but still, I mean, it, we were we were so. I mean, I. I knew Biden was past his prime. I wasn't expecting full-blown Alzheimer's. 
um, to rear its ugly head. And then, obviously, Warren. Um, let's talk about Warren real quick. Like, uh, she was briefly kind of one of the front runners. I, I don't know if it was a if if she was actually a front runner or just the press wanted us to believe she was. But um, it's funny with Warren. The and I want to mention this real quick. The reason why she fell apart is hilarious to me. Because she has the same platform as Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders has been rising, and she's totally the you know the floor has fallen out from under her, and it's because she's been honest about her plans, <laughs> right? Because she wants the same <laughs> things as as Sanders, but Sanders just says, you know, we'll we'll kill the billionaires, and everybody's like, yeah, cool, kill the rich, and then Warren's like, yeah, we're actually going to raise taxes on everybody and and eliminate private insurance and and destroy the economy and stuff because that's what's going to take to you know to enact these plans. And so Sanders has kind of just been lying about it and Warren was actually being honest with what it would take to enact her her communist agenda and uh that's why and everybody you know upon hearing what communism would actually cost everybody's like ooh yeah I'm not going with that crazy bitch. Uh, I'll go with the guy that's lying and saying we'll only have to kill the rich. So like that's actually a funny reason that she's falling apart is that you know, for the notorious liar that she is, she, her candidacy fell apart because she was being honest. I feel like if Warren stays in the race long enough, I think that she really could have a chance at some resurgence because her platform is so similar to Bernie's. But uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, big figures uh, um who get to basically because of how the DNC is set up, you know, get to kind of uh, rig things. They don't like Bernie. Uh, they're they're uh, uh, not a fan of his socialism. They don't really want him to represent them. I feel like Warren has a better chance of a resurgence than you know somebody like Bloomberg or or Biden or even Buttigieg. Judge. Uh, I, I just think that be, that just because of the uniqueness of her situation of having a very similar platform to Bernie without that sort of stink of socialism around her. Uh, it, I, I think I'm not, I'm not saying that she is, uh, you know, going to be the nominee, but I, I feel like she has a much clearer path than anybody else not named Bernie. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I just think it's too late. She hasn't, she doesn't have a single delegate yet. And, you know, Nevada and South Carolina are in the next week, uh, super Tuesday is what? March 3rd less than two weeks and it's all over like she's not gonna win she's not gonna win any state i think it's just over look i i think it's over anyway like i think it's gonna be bernie well it should be it should be if 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 this was the uh republican uh party it would be over and and bernie would would be the nominee here but you've like we saw the winner winner take all 2016 yeah 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 like we saw in in 2016 uh, you know, the, the, the DNC heavily, heavily rigged things against Bernie, and they are clearly trying to do the same thing this time. So although it really should be over and it should be just a cakewalk for Bernie, um, I, I, I don't think that um, anybody would be crazy for wondering if we are headed toward a brokered convention, um, you know, and, and, and they didn't have to in 2016 because – they engineered it enough that, uh, you know, especially with all the superdelegates and everything, that they were able to get a Hillary victory out of there without having to do a broker convention. But I, I, I think that anybody who asks uh, seriously if the DNC is heading to a broker convention, I, I, I think you have to really give that some serious thought. And I think that it's something that uh, is a real serious possibility. Yeah, I, uh, I'd love to see it. 
I would definitely be here for that, by the way. But I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's the only way, at least as it sits right now, and anything can happen. But the only way I can see another nominee is if it is oh for sure a, a broker convention because Bernie's definitely going to have a plurality of delegates. Mm-hmm. He, he may not get a majority. Actually, he probably won't get a majority. Um, so I mean, the DNC could, and I, I think they should. I think it would actually be their patriotic duty to try to. Uh, screw Bernie out of the the nomination. I, it, you know, I'm, I'm being completely honest here. Like I've said this on the podcast before. Like uh, they absolutely should try to keep a communist as far away from the levers of power as as they possibly can. Um, and I'm not really a big fan of capital. Uh, not no, I'm a huge fan of capitalism. I'm not a big fan of democracy. <laughs> rather, um, so like I don't really care about the democratic process. I think they should rig it against uh, Bernie. But the thing is. The DNC is in a pickle because the Bernie bros would just stay home. I mean, if he has a plurality of delegates and then they they rig it against him and they give it to Bloomberg or somebody, I, dude, those Bernie bros are crazy, man. They're not. They just stay home. I mean, they hopefully they would just stay home. Hopefully they don't just go out and like murder people on the streets, which I think is an outside possibility as well. So, but I, I think the only way Bernie isn't the Democratic nominee is through a broker convention. But I think, I don't know, man, I think the Democratic Party is is kind of held hostage right now by the Bernie bros. I mean, they would riot, they would burn things, they would destroy private property. Um, so, I don't know, man, I, I think a bunch of, like, violent maniacs actually control one of the two major parties in the United States right now. And I think the fear of backlash would probably keep the DNC from rigging it against Bernie again. Um, but I, I don't see a I think that there's a lot of parallels else. That you can draw between uh, the uh, Democratic Party's position that they find themselves in this year and where the Republicans found themselves four years ago, because uh, Trump was absolutely not the pick of the uh, establishment. And, you know, they, the, the Republican Party really had to make a decision about, you know, are we going to respect the uh, uh, voting process that we set up where we let the primary voters decide who they want to be the nominee. Are we going to actually respect that? Or, you know, a, a lot of the Republican leaders really felt that they had a moral obligation to not support Trump. And and we did see a split in in uh, you know, a very well documented split there. And I, I think that um, if the if the Democrats uh, are smart. Um, I think what they have to do is do what the Republicans did and throw their support in behind the candidate that their uh, constituents actually um, have been casting votes for. Uh, I I think that's the only way that they're going to have any shot at winning any kind of an election, because if you lose your base, you know, no matter how wrong they are. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not talking about moral right or wrong. I'm talking about just, you know, political savvy. Um, if you if you lose your base, you don't have any any shot at winning. So uh, you know, I understand this is totally totally separate There's, from yeah from like, moral right and wrong. I think one of the the bigger differences between the Republicans in 2016 and the Democrats now is that um, you know like Ted Cruz was the only alternative really to uh, Donald Trump in the in the the 2016 primary. And the uh, the Republican establishment hated Ted Cruz even more than they hated Trump. I mean, they they hate Ted Cruz. You know, obviously he you know he was a notorious filibusterer uh, in the Senate. Uh, he was obviously he's a principled 
you know, constitutional conservative and the, the Republican establishment really isn't big fans of, uh, you know, principled constitutionalists like Ted Cruz. Uh, so, I mean, there wasn't like, you know, like Jeb Bush got zero percent. I mean, he, he didn't even come close. Like, I don't think well, he finished, I'm, like, top three in any primaries. So it's like you couldn't just take it from Trump, give it to Jeb Bush. Like, if they were going to rig it against Trump, it would have been towards Ted Cruz, and they didn't want him either. When they do have, like, yeah, establishment but, I mean, but, uh, Democrats like Biden and, and Bloomberg this time. But, I mean, but, but but Biden kind of is the Jeb Bush this time. You know, there's, there's some, uh, you know, uh, establishment support behind Biden, like there was behind Jeb Bush, and, like— Zero votes. Nobody was going to any of his rallies. Nobody took him seriously for for either of those two guys. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I mean, Biden's campaign is completely dead in the water. I'm stunned yeah. that he hasn't already uh, called it quits and thrown in the towel. I'm stunned. I can't yeah, believe I he's think, still in there. I think he's going to get destroyed in Nevada, uh, which is tomorrow. Um, I think he he could I'm, even lose South Carolina. Like I know South Carolina was his firewall state. You know, because it's the the vast majority of. Uh, Democrats in South Carolina are black. Uh, Biden still has the majority of the black uh, vote. Um, but I don't know. Like Bernie, they haven't released any new polls in the last week, but Bernie has been rising in uh, in South Carolina. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden loses South Carolina, you know, which, which would so be when, an absolute when, what's, embarrassment what's, to him. What's your prediction for when he drops out? Because he will. But what what state is he going to have to lose for him to drop he, out? Is it South Carolina? He, yes. If he loses South Carolina, there's absolutely no way he can stay in. There's no, like, you can't be, because he's not some congressman or some random senator or governor. He's not a governor of Alaska or whatever. Like, he's the former vice president under a still right. very popular former president, the first black president. And if he loses South Carolina, which is incumbent on winning the black vote there's just no way i mean there, there's no way like there, he will not be embarrassed in super tuesday and get blown out in super tuesday if he loses south carolina he would absolutely have to drop out at that point so the the south carolina primary isn't until saturday right next saturday um, yes the 20 the 29th okay yeah. so your your prediction is he drops out saturday night right or or sunday morning yeah all right um I, I think I'm going to predict that uh, uh, that he drops out um, after the results come in from Super Tuesday. I think he's gonna, I think he's not going to last all the way to South Carolina. Like he he could he could uh, well Super Tuesday is uh, March uh, March third, and that's when Ohio, Florida, California, all those other states vote. Um, but even if he wins but, a narrow but, victory but, but, in but, South but, Carolina, but, like there's no there's no winner take all states in the Democratic primaries like there are on the Republican yeah. side. So even if he wins, you know, he, a narrow win, he. he ekes one out in South Carolina. I mean, Bernie's still getting delegates. Bloom, well, I don't even think Bloomberg's on the ballot yet. I think Bloomberg's no, not on the ballot is. until Super Tuesday, which is hilarious. Okay, okay. Nevada is tomorrow, though. Yes. Okay. So a after Nevada, I, I think I think after the Nevada results pour in, I, I think that's when he drops out. He has to stick in. He has to stick with it until South Carolina. He has to. Because he's he's talking I mean, openly if, if, if about he how that comes his, in fourth place or worse in Nevada, you know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand how you could trick yourself into thinking, oh, South Carolina, Carolina is when things are going to turn around for me. I honestly, I think that he's going to want to save face and drop out so that when he, you know, gets a you know tiny smattering of support in South Carolina, he can say, oh well, it's because I, I already dropped out already. Maybe. 
If he were smart, I mean, look, if if any of these people were smart, and they're clearly not, I mean, look at Liz Warren. I mean, she's contending for the Bernie Sanders vote, right? And she didn't say a single word about Bernie Sanders at the last debate on Wednesday night. She went after Mike Bloomberg. I don't, which makes I, no I sense. I mean, they're, can, they're not go, they're not going well, after the same voters at all. To, I I don't think that she can afford to go after Bernie right now. I, I think that I think that uh, uh, you know what what she wants to do is turn it into a two man race between her and Bernie first, and and try and pick up all the support from everybody Never else. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. I mean, she's done. Uh, but but I think it's what she wants. I, I think that's her goal. It may, it may not happen, but I think that's that's her plan. I don't I don't think she's gonna. Um, go after Bernie, and I don't think she can't afford to go after Bernie yet. I think it's too early. I think that she can't, um, she can't risk. Uh, she's in such a bad position. She can't risk uh, taking off Bernie's supporters. Uh, I, I, you know, she, 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 she doesn't have any ground to lose at all. She can't lose any ground. Well, it's already, she hardly it's, it's too late, though. Like, her only hope is to take down Bernie and take his supporters. That's the only chance she's got. Like, Mike Bloomberg or Joe Biden voters are not voting for Elizabeth Warren. It, it's oh, I think they. I think I think that um, when when Biden and Bloomberg are out of the race, uh, I think that um, their supporters are going to throw in with Warren long before they throw in with Bernie. Uh, she's not going to survive. She, she won't survive. She might drop out after Nevada, to be honest. I'm not sure. But look, so we, we both uh we both agree that it's it's going to be with ninety nine percent certainty, it's going to be Bernie Sanders, which is horrifying as the, the Well you, you know who we're not talking about at all is Pete Buttigieg. And Yeah, no, he's done. He's done. The thing is, here's the thing. You know, before uh but, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Uh I'll let you go in a second, but he, he's only polling at like seven to eight percent nationally. He has absolutely no support in minorities at he's all. Got, yeah, delegates though. He's, he's got yeah, delegates. He's got, few, he's got a few delegates. He kind of helped rig the the Iowa nonsense and, and all that. But like, look, he's getting he's polling at zero percent in South Carolina. He's he's not polling well in Nevada. The Super Tuesday states, Ohio, Florida, California, they're not going for Pete Buttigieg. Hispanics don't like him. Blacks don't like him. I just I think he's going to be an afterthought. He's going to be an also ran in this race. Yeah, but I, those I, I, those same people you listed, they don't like Sanders either. Yeah, but all the young white people do. So apparently that's enough to. Uh, <laughs> well, fortunately, young white people don't vote. <laughs> well, I don't know. Bernie Sanders is polling in unless they're in, in conservatives nationally. Yeah. Well, look, it's going to be Bernie. I I think without some miracle, uh, we can agree it's going to be Bernie. Here here's my thing. A lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives are really happy about this, and they 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 want Trump to run against Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders. Like, I get the argument. He's probably the most beatable candidate. He's an actual communist. He's an actual legit red Marxist. Um, like, I get that. But, but, our president is Donald Trump. He says a lot of crazy shit. So, like, if, it, if, if, <laughs> if our incumbent Republican president was like a normal politician who was buttoned up, listened to his staff, listened to his team, didn't make all these weird mistakes... I'd be a lot more comfortable with him running against a communist. But, like, look, I think Donald Trump would bounce Bernie Sanders' face off the ground like a basketball. I think he'd crush him in the general election. At least I hope he would. And I really do think he would. 
But he could say something absolutely ridiculous the last week of October and lose this thing, and then we have a communist president of the United States. So like, I think it's just foolhardy that Republicans and people on the right oh, are like sure. rooting for Bernie, because it's like, dude, look, and even if he doesn't win, which I don't think Bernie would win, but even if he doesn't, like, look at, you know, 1964, or was it 60, uh, uh, with Barry Goldwater, who was the Republican Party's nominee. He was a true conservative. He was, like, the first actual conservative running for president since Calvin Coolidge. Um, and he yeah, got I think it was blo- 1964. 64, yeah. And he got blown out, um, which sucked. <laughs> you know, he would have been a good president, but he got blown <laughs> out. Um but it did fundamentally change the Republican Party. It pushed the Republican Party in a more conservative direction. It pushed the party to the right. E- like, even if Bernie Sanders gets blown out by President Trump, he still radicalized half the country. He's radicalized half the, the, electorate, the electorate and normalized Marxism on the left. Like, that is absolutely evil. It is terrifying. And... Republicans should not be rooting for that. Like, even if, yes, no. I do I do think he is the easiest candidate for Trump to beat, but it's it's a fundamental bad. It's a net negative for the country as a whole. So, you know, th- this is where uh, I think that uh, Bernie's uh, running mate is going to be a very important uh, decision for him. I, because... Because I, I it'll think be sta- that, it'll, uh, it'll be it'll be fucking Stacey Abrams. I'll bet you money on. Oh, that. I hope not. I oh, hope it, not. Oh, it, yeah, oh, I, it will I, be. Well, I know that uh, in 2016, and you know, I, I know this doesn't mean anything, but I know that in in the state of California in 2016, uh, there was a Sanders uh, Gabbard, a Bernie Sanders Tulsi Gabbard ticket on the ballot in California in the 2016 election. Even though Hillary was the nominee. Not going to happen. Nope. Because she's been on Fox News. Some Republicans like her. And she I'm says not saying that, that it's her, but it's, it's but, not, it but be, we can, we can look at her as, as someone that he, at, that he had an interest in at some point and say she's really not Stacey Abrams. So, I mean, and, and uh, Sanders isn't having Abrams campaign with him now. I don't know who's campaigning with him right now. I think, I mean, Bernie Sanders is an 80-year-old white man. His running mate will be, insert African-American name here. Or Hispanic. Legitimately. It could be a young Hispanic. Could I don't be a young Hispanic. It's, it's, it's going to be a woman. It's, it's for sure going to oh, yeah, be a woman. No, it absolutely will be a woman, yes. And, and, she, and she should be young because of how old he is and all the concerns about everybody thinks he could drop dead at any second. He it had a heart be, attack. He uh, had a heart attack uh, four months ago. So, those are yeah. legitimate concerns. Well, we, and he's refusing to release his medical records, which is ridiculous. And he said, "Well, all the other candidates, they haven't released theirs." It's like, yeah, man, Pete Buttigieg is like thirty-five and healthy. You just had a heart attack, and you're eighty. Like, it's not. It's not the same thing, dude. Like, come on, discrimination. It's like, discrimination. You just had old, you, old crazy socialists <laughs> who just had heart attacks. He just had a heart attack and tried to cover it up. Okay, it's like yes, people did, have the right see, to know if you're dying or not. Did you see the video where I don't know why his idiot intern felt like they should post this on social media? Did you see the video of him like backing his car out of the driveway? I think I sent it to you. Yeah, he like he hit a mailbox or something. Yeah, almost hit the mailbox, and it looks like a he looks completely incompetent to drive. 
drive. Oh, yeah. He should and not be driving the just, vehicle. All right. And post. And put it on the official Bernie Sanders Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the, the sales pitch was like, hey, presidents actually aren't allowed to drive their own vehicle. So want to get this old man <laughs> off the road? <laughs> it's like, oh, I love it. How do you think this is a good thing? All right, dude. So speaking of ridiculous videos Old on the internet, don't like... look. So I'm changing yeah. gears here for a second. Yeah. One of my, I tweeted this. I don't know if any, any of you guys listening saw it, but I tweeted earlier that one of my least favorite things, my least favorite developments on the internet in the last several years, is that journalists pretend to be mentally handicapped when they encounter satire on the internet. Like, when they see satire, they pretend to be so stupid that they don't understand it's satire, and they think it's, you know, misleading or, or, or whatever. So, Mike Bloomberg, his team, released a very funny video from a, one of Bloomberg's good moments, one of his few good moments, in uh, last week's debate, uh, when, when he looked at all the other candidates, and, and they're all making fun of him for being rich and saying, oh, you should die because you're rich eat the rich, blah, 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 the whole commie agenda. <laughs> and he says, look, I, I think I'm the only person here who's ever started a business, right? And then he, you know, the video's edited, and it, go, it looks at all the other candidates, and they're just looking around, you know, playing pocket pool. And, it's uh, funny. There's, there's, it's edited, there's crickets. It's funny. There's literally crickets in the yeah. background yeah. and stuff. It's just a funny it's, video. It's just a meme video. Yeah. Washington yeah. Post, four Pinocchios. You know, Snopes is fact-checking this video. It's like, guy, like... It, it, I, I talked with Kyle Mann, the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee, about this a, a million yeah. times. He's been on the podcast a bunch of times, and it's well, like look, Sno- look Snopes just Snopes has a is... hard-on. They have a yeah. hard-on yeah. for the Babylon. They, they can't handle satire, and they, they keep fact-checking satire. Why, like, obviously I make fun of journalists 75% of the— 75% of my content is making fun of the press, right? Why are— why that seems do low. Journal- <laughs> it might be a little bit low. <laughs> Why do journalists think— Pretending to be completely ridiculously unintelligent on the internet is a good look for them. Like I just don't like you're you're just you're you're saying hey I'm so stupid to understand what you all do understand. Like why why do they keep doing this to themselves? It makes no sense. Well, I mean I get it and, and completely because uh, the the supporters, uh, the left wing supporters. Uh, that's that is um you know the the way that they handle their business as well they they pretend to take um you know the uh right wing uh uh memes and and ridiculousness seriously and pretend that they think that uh republicans are just lying about it and then now the headline is oh uh, this thing that uh donald trump retweeted is not real and so it it just backs up their um their narrative that they've been pushing uh, that uh, you know all 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 fake news comes from right wing outlets and uh, right wingers are are too stupid to separate fact from fiction and that's why they do it. There's there's not one ounce of integrity in it. it never has been. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So look, before I let you go, man. Uh, we got off the show by explaining how terrible we are at making predictions. Uh, very bad. <laughs> we're, we're very bad at it, obviously. Which sucks because that's that's like my brand is I make predictions. So I, I hate that you're calling me out like this. Yeah, yeah, you need a new brand. But um, so look, we're, we're terrible. <laughs> we're terrible at this. And but look, we always anytime you're on the show, we end up talking a little bit of football. Um, obviously, the oh, Super yeah. Bowl just happened. It is the end of February. 
so since we're terrible at making predictions and we like talking about football, let's make some terrible, way too soon predictions about next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> we're eleven. We're over eleven months out. What are your Man. Super Bowl predictions for next year? So last year. I predicted that uh, Darth Belichick and the inevitable Patriots were going to march right back to the Super Bowl again and win it again. Never a bad, never a bad call. And it's, you know. No, but no, but uh, man, what a year for me to lean so heavily into that prediction. Um, Gosh, I I think that uh, I think I'm going to go with the Patriots again. I think that they are going to come back stronger this time. Um, And I think that they're. I think they're going to have a big chip on their shoulder and feel like they've been really disrespected this past year. And, and by the way, that by that the way, Tom Brady to carry them all the way. By the way, Tom Brady's going back to the Patriots. There's just no way. I like all the oh, rumors absolutely. like, oh, he'll go to Tennessee or go to Los Angeles. And always no, not. He'll go back to yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, come on. Let's, let's the, just the be dumbest, realistic. The dumbest ones that I keep hearing, I keep hearing that Tom Brady is going to the Lions, which just LOL is all I can say to that. And the other one I keep hearing is that he's definitely going to the Colts, which, okay, yeah, definitely. The Patriots and the Colts have been rivals for a billion years. The only reason that they're even suggesting this is because one time in history, Brett Favre went and played for the Minnesota Vikings because he was the thinnest-skinned, most emotional quarterback that the game has ever seen. And that was was after he went to the— yeah, and that was also after he went to the Jets first. So it wasn't like he well, just he didn't go immediately from the Packers to the to the Vikings. He didn't have a choice though. They they traded him to the Jets. He he asked to be traded to the Vikings and they traded him to the Jets instead. And so then he played like a year in New York and then he signed with the Vikings. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Patriots for, for the him. and it, for the oh man. Um, man, I, I hate to be uh, a homer, but I really think that the Packers probably have uh, one of the better bets. Uh, Packers or OK, so so last year, my prediction was Patriots Saints. I think that the NFC championship game this year is going to be Packers Saints. So I, I, I think it's I'm really close to making my same prediction from last year, but you know, the Green Bay Packers are my team. I'm going to throw my support in there and, and just say that I think Rodgers will get it done this time. Yeah, I actually agree with you on the Packers. They're my pick to win the uh, the NFC. I pick the Steelers every year. Uh, I'm not going to break that tradition now. <laughs> I'm predicting Steelers, <laughs> Packers. I think ben, Big Ben comes back healthy. I've heard some good news about his uh, shoulder surgery. He's actually ahead of schedule in his rehab. I think he's going to come back stronger than ever. Uh, the defense was obviously ridiculously good with Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Micah Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. may have ended up being like the trade of the decade. Uh, first round pick for probably the best safety in the league. Heck yeah. I'll, t- I'll take that any day of the week. I think it's going <laughs> to be uh, Steelers-Packers. Uh, prediction for uh, the AFC and NFC championship games. I'll go first. Um, I think it's going to be a rematch of the NFC championship game that ended up very poorly for you. I think it's going to be 49ers Packers again. Um, oh, I hope not. I'm so I sick think, of the Niners. Yeah, but I, I just think they're going to be a problem, man. I think they're going to be good for a long time. I think they will win a Super Probably. Bowl with that lineup. I at think some you're right. Point. I think I you're think, right. Uh, I think the Packers defense will be better. I think they'll have more weapons on offense. They'll draft another receiver. 
Um, I think they'll be able to edge a close game out over the 49ers. And I think the Steelers will play the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Oh, dang. Wow, Look, I will I will drink to that. I would I, love to see that. I, I really like the Bills. I know you do, too. I know. And look, man, like the defense is good. I think they'll draft another receiver or something. They may add somebody in free agency. And look, like obviously most of the listeners know me and JJ are in the No Gimmicks f- Fantasy Football League together. And uh, obviously my quarterback's always been Roethlisberger. He got hurt, you know, five quarters into the season. Uh, and I ended up picking up Josh Allen on the waiver wire, and he actually like helped save my season. And I think he's going to take another huge step forward. He's going to be like a Pro Bowl, like legit. I think so too. Franchise quarterback. I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm a big Josh Allen believer. I really am. So am I. And I was not when he got drafted. I thought he was going to suck. To be honest with you, uh, I think he. I mean, <laughs> well, everybody he, sucks when they're first drafted. Everybody he played does. college ball in like for Wyoming or somebody like it was like I'd, I'd never even seen him play in college so he wasn't one of these like you know top flight recruits yeah. that you know so he, you know I didn't really know much about him but I think he takes takes a big step forward I think uh, they go deep into the playoffs and lose to the Steelers what do you think I I think uh I think the the Chiefs are going to make it back to the AFC championship game um I don't believe in the Baltimore Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson, but I think that I think the league is going to figure him out next year. I don't think they're going to make it um, very, very far next year. I think we get, we got uh, chiefs, Patriots, AFC saints, Packers, NFC. It's not a bad prediction. Not a bad prediction. Who wins a uh, league MVP? Uh, somebody that we're not even talking about now. Some, some, some kid who's going to, uh, yeah, maybe he's been in the league a year or two already, but somebody we're not even thinking about. That's who. I got to go with Ben, obviously biased, but I think he wins his first uh, league <laughs> league MVP. If it's not Ben, and I, I absolutely hate uh, the Seattle. Hey, Ben's never won. He, no, he's never MVP? won. Nope, never won MVP. Dude, he went like like fourteen and zero his first first season or something, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, I, he's been close. He's been close a couple times, but he's never won one. If it's not Ben, wow. I I think oh. as much as I hate Seattle, Russell's gonna win one at some point. You know, so I like he's. If it's not Ben, I would not be surprised at all if Russell Wilson pulls off like a crazy season and wins one. He's just so talented that you know it's bound to happen at some point. Well, a year ago, everybody was saying it was gonna be Drew Brees, Drew Brees for this year. And he completely, I mean, not that he was bad, but in terms of trying to get in an MVP race, he fell off totally. Yeah, he has. Like, he's lost, like, he still had a good year, but, you know, his arm is not, he was never a big arm guy. But, uh, like, he's definitely lost a little bit on his fastball. Like, that's the thing, like, uh, people that hate our two teams, the Steelers and the Packers, like, oh, you know, like, Ben, he's not going to come back from this surgery or... You know, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is getting older too. He's not, you know, doesn't have the arm he used to have. Okay, like those two guys have like the two strongest arms like in NFL history. So, or like, or close. <laughs> you know, like those two guys, Mahomes, Elway, maybe Marino. So it's like if Ben and Aaron Rodgers lose a little bit on their deep ball, they still have 
two of the strongest arms in the like you know when Drew Brees loses his fastball it's a problem because he's an accuracy guy he's never had a big arm like he's never been like the most like physically gifted guy same with Tom Brady which is why you know this last year he fell off a little bit and it was really noticeable um, because he was never like a big arm you no know, deep ball thrower kind of guy like even if Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger lose a little on their deep ball it's not really it's like okay well they so they can throw it 70 yards downfield instead of 75 like Okay. All right. If, like, if I'm ben fine with that. You know, if Ben Roethlisberger lost his arm, he still stands a head and shoulders above everybody else on the field. So I'm just not worried. Yeah. Exactly. Well, look. So uh, we can't be more wrong than our political predictions. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Where can everybody uh, follow you online and keep in touch with you and all that good shit? Check me out at JJ Late L H E Y on Twitter. I am the mild moderate and uh, I like to do the numbers and make snarky comments. And, and I think I run a pretty good Twitter feed, so you should check me out. Everybody follow JJ. He's neither mild nor moderate, but uh, he's great on Twitter anyway. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Uh-huh.